Welcome to episode four of Armchair Donkeys. Uh, Bob, it's crazy to think this thing was cooked up on a whim in Vegas six weeks ago. We're without the parlay goat today as our boy Chez was unable to make uh, today's show. So Bob and I are going to cover uh, his games today the best that we can. Bob, you went five and one last week. That brings you to 13 and five in your last 18 games. Now, I've noticed something about your betting strategy. It's pretty conservative. But, you know, you're also really damn good at picking favorites. Well, you know, I kind of lean towards who I think is the better team, the hotter team. Um, I mean, I don't think there's a method to it. I think it's just more looking at what the matchups are, where they're playing, um, and just, you know, who's on what side of the ball. Um, I'm bummed I lost over the weekend. I don't agree with what the bills decided to do. I mean, kick a field goal, go to overtime and win the game. Don't try to do what you did. But um, I think it's just looking at, you know, it's the, it's the true matchup of, of who's got the better football players, who's got the better athletes. And that's really what I've been doing so far this season. I feel that I, I'm feeling a, a little bit like Neo in the matrix today. <laughs> and uh, I think I might go on an absolute heater this weekend. <laughs> I'm coming off a four and three week with four of those wins coming in primetime NFL games where I took the underdog on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night football. I took the Eagles plus seven on Thursday night. You went the other way in that game. You took the Tampa Bay just on the money line. In, in that game, it was 28 to seven in the third quarter. Eagles go on to score two touchdowns and a two point conversion to cut the lead to six with 554 left in that game. Tampa then runs out the clock inside the 10-yard line, which turns into a miracle cover for me. Uh, did the Eagles going for two shock you last week in, in that moment during the game? Um, no, I mean, I think the way the points lined up, it was, you know, everybody has those goofy charts that they look at of here's the, the difference in the score and when you're supposed to go for two and you're not supposed to go for two. Um, I'm sure they were just following that, uh, but I think there was a lot of heartbroken people the way you know, I couldn't imagine what people were seeing when they're just watching them take a knee over and over and over again that close. Yeah, memes were all over Instagram on that one. <laughs> uh, it was, I mean, it was a seven point spread. It just, I mean, it was, a, it was a win for me, but man, yeah, you're right. Uh, here's a piece of advice for you guys. Anytime you see 90% of the public betting one side, fade the public and go the other way. I don't know why, but Typically, it works out that the public doesn't win when the public likes somebody like that. All right. My college lock last week was Colorado uh, State minus nine and a half over New Mexico, who is 0-6 against the spread this year. For this week's game, I'm going back uh, to the Mountain West Conference for a game in Las Vegas tonight. The San Jose State Spartans take on UNLV this, uh, this evening. I've got some personal ties to this game. Brent Brennan, the head coach at San Jose State, is a really good family friend. He's the reason I ended up at Colorado, as he was the one who passed my tape to Coach Neuheisel. Brent had a great season last year, leading San Jose State to their first ever Mountain West Conference title. This season, his team's been banged up. They lost their starting QB, Nick Starkle, three weeks ago. Starkle threw for over 2,000 yards with 17 TDs last season. The guy they replaced him with is more of a running style QB. He's not quite comfortable in the pocket yet, and they've struggled on offense since he's taken over. 
On the other side of the uh, on the other sideline for UNLV is another good friend of mine, Marcus Arroyo. Does that name ring a bell, uh, Bob? It's familiar, but why do I know that name? Marcus was the starting quarterback for San Jose State in 2001 when oh, we beat yeah. them. We beat him 51-15 in, in Boulder. Yeah, he's, absolutely. He's going to want to win this one for his alma mater. Arroyo's running Rebels are 0-6 with some tough losses this year to some good football teams in Fresno State, Utah State, and the Roadrunners from San Antonio who are undefeated this season. He's the kind of guy that kids want to play for. I think his team is going to want to get this win for him. Marcus was also the OC at San Jose State in 07-08 when Brent, uh, Brennan was the run game coordinator. These guys coached on the offensive side of the ball for the Spartans together for five seasons. They're great friends who know each other's coaching tendencies. Uh, and like San Jose State, UNLV has had injuries at quarterback this season, and it's still unclear as to who's going to get the start in tonight's game for the running Rebels. And because of those two reasons, I'm rolling with the under 45 in this game. I also like UNLV getting four points at home. On Tuesday, the over-under in this game was 46 and a half, so that's come down a point and a half already. And the spread was five, which has come down to four. So I'd jump on this game now as I as I, um, as I think it's really up for grabs between these guys and should be a pick em. I'm looking for a 2017 final here with a chance for either team to win the stretch, uh, down the stretch. I think uh, potential overtime in this one is the only way that the under doesn't hit here. The, All the, right. the, the Mountain West guru. Well, you, you know, get the like, figured out, man. like we said last week, we got to pick the games that are flying under the radar or, or the games that are flying under the radar typically uh, don't get as much ten- attention from the um, from the odds makers. So I, I yeah. do I do like that conference. All right. We've got the buffs. Uh, you know, we talked about not ever taking any heart back heart bets, <laughs> but <clears throat> for whatever reason, Chez wanted to take us back there this weekend. Our Colorado Buffaloes are eight and a half point dogs in Berkeley this weekend against the Cal Bears. The over-under in this game is 43. Bob, why don't you start us off? Uh, what do you see in this one? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Buffs are coming off a big win, but let's be realistic about some things. Arizona is really bad. OK, and I mean, they are they are really bad. And 34 nothing. It's a great confidence builder. CU's quarterback had some flashes of brilliance. He looked a lot better than he's looked the rest of the season. Um, I, I mean, this is a whole nother animal, right? I mean, Cal's not great either. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they're, um, you know, a fabulous football team, but you're going on the road and the, and the Buffs have struggled to play on the road for a long time. Um, not just this year, but for a long time. Um, I mean, eight and a half is a lot of points, but man, I, I don't, I, I try not to touch CU games. I may have in the past and we don't talk about it, but um, I think this is a winnable game for CU for sure. But I just don't know how I feel about this team on the road yet. So for me, I would not go anywhere near it. Yeah, I'm with you on not touching it. It's it's really not clear which CU team is going to show up or which Cal team is going to show up because this Cal team gave Oregon all they could handle. Uh, last week and you know it's just it's it's tough I I'll tell you what though the best player on our team is from the Bay Area Nate Landman went to Monta Vista High School in Danville just uh, east of Berkeley and the reason I know that is because he took my youngest sister Brittany to their (laughs) senior prom 
this is this is a home gaming homecoming game for him, and he's going to have that defense juiced up for this one. Uh, now, you know, like you said, the question is, are we going to see that settled down version of Brendan Lewis that showed up last weekend against Arizona when the defense had that game in hand? You know, I, I would love to see this kid figure out how to do it under pressure, and if he does, you know. My hat's off to Coach Durrell for sticking with him because we've all wanted to see what else we've got at QB for a couple weeks now. Um, now, before we move on, since we are playing Cal this week and since I did grow up a Stanford guy uh, with my dad playing at Stanford, I'm going to sing you – I'm going to sing for you Stanford's version of the Cal Bears fight song that my dad taught me when I was three years old. It goes like this. <clears throat> The dirty golden bear is losing all his hair. He's got to gout his teeth are out. He don't know what it's all about. His eyes are made of glass. He's losing all his class. So take the dirty golden bear and shove him up your ass. <laughs> well, hey, if you need any live updates, I'll be there with the team on the sideline. Bo. I love so, it. Uh, if you need I, anything, I, I'll be there doing the radio work. Man, I'd love to get up for that one, but uh, it's just not in the cards this weekend. Uh, Bob, take us to Ames, Iowa, baby. We've got the Okie State Cowboys getting seven points against the Iowa State Cyclones. The over-under in this game is 47. Yeah. Um, you know, my lock last week was Alabama. They were only giving up 17. I think they won by 40. Um, this – listen – Vegas odds makers know some things that I don't know. I don't understand how Oklahoma State is getting seven points in Ames. Um, I know, I mean, we've been there. Ames is not an exciting place. It's a, it's boring. It's a tough place to play, tough place to get up and excited for. But you got an undefeated top 10 Oklahoma State team who has a ton of offensive firepower. And giving, getting, getting a touchdown or even more, depending where this line goes, my lock this week, I am taking Oklahoma State and the points in Ames against Iowa State. Yeah, you're right about there not being much going on in Ames. I think I remember tumbleweeds rolling across the plains <laughs> as as we're landing in Ames. Uh, yeah. Was was that also another one of those Big 12 road locker rooms that had no shitter stalls? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. I remember uh, that the locker room was awful, but I don't remember um, it. The shitter oh, situation. man, I, 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 I will never forget the shitter situation because you, there's 50 plus guys waiting in line to dump out. and There's four guys sitting there knee to knee doing their business. That, that shit was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. So I, I think they've upgraded that place in 20 years, but I don't yeah. know. they may put doors on the stall. I know Nebraska had that. I think aim. I think it was in Ames and, and Kansas as well. Stillwater may have had that situation, too. Yeah. All right. I, I got one more sneaky college play for you guys before we move on to the NFL. I've been looking at the roadrunners of the University of Texas, San Antonio at Louisiana Tech, giving Tech seven points. Louisiana Tech is a different team at home than they are on the road. They took SMU, who was also undefeated, down to the wire in a close 39-37 loss. And they barely lost to UTSA last year in San Antonio, 26-27. At two and four, I think Louisiana Tech will be amped up for revenge in this, revenge in this one as a seven-point home dog against the 24-ranked Roadrunners, who are undefeated this season. I like Louisiana Tech getting seven at home in this one. 
All right, let's take it to the NFL. The Ravens are a six and a half point favorite at home against the Bengals. The over under in this game is 47, Bob. Yeah, you know, I think the Ravens are playing really well right now. Lamar Jackson's playing out of his mind. Um, but the Bengals have shown some, some a lot of positive things. Um, this is not a game that, um, that I am putting my money on, but if somebody gave me money to put to bet on this, I think I would I would go with the Ravens minus six and a half. I think at home they, they can they can beat this Bengals team by a touchdown. Go, going with the favorite, I'm going to go the other way. I, I think that there's been a ton of close games in the NFL this year. You got two brilliant young quarterbacks going at it, in my opinion. I, I think this one's going to go down uh, to the wire. And uh, it wouldn't shock me if the Bengals won. And for that reason, I'm going to take the six and a half in this one. Bob, you're up on the Chiefs, who are favored by five and a half in Nashville against the Titans this weekend. The over-under in this game is 57 and a half. Yeah, you know, this is a game where I don't really care about the spread in this game. This is two teams that aren't – neither of them are playing very good defense. Both of them have very strong offenses. I'm, I'm going with the over in this football game just because of who you have on both sides of the ball offensively and just quite frankly the way both these teams have played on the defensive side of the ball all season. Yeah. Um, so I like uh, – I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I mean, hell, it might be pushing the over at halftime, the way both of these teams play. So I'm going uh, Chiefs-Titans over whatever the number is. 57, and, 57 and a half is a big number. It is a big number, but I think this game will be in the 30s on both sides. Gotcha. Uh, you know, I'm going back to, to, to taking the points in this one at home all day. Took the points last weekend with the Titans. Unless it's one of the bottom three teams in the league, uh, I, I really like taking points at home because these games, there's so much parity in this, in this league. These games are really up for grabs. All right. Uh, I'm on the Denver Broncos headed into Cleveland tonight. The Browns are favored by two points at homes in this game. The over under is 41 points. This line makes no sense to me. Baker Mayfield is out. Nick Chubb is out. Kareem Hunt is out. Jarvis Landry is out. OBJ hasn't looked good yet this year, and the Browns are two-point favorites in this one. You know, the Browns' defense have been thrashed the last two weeks uh, and have given up 14 passing TDs through six games, which is 28th in the league. I like the Broncos' defense. Uh, I think they've been equally as good as the Browns this year, and they've given up 41 fewer points this season with a weekly average of 18.3 points per game compared to 25.2 points per game in Cleveland. So basically what the handicappers are asking us to believe, Bob, is that the twos in Cleveland are a two-point favorite over the Denver ones on the road. I'm not, uh, see I'm not seeing that. No, I'm with you, man. I think um, the Broncos, there's so many question marks. There were question marks with the Browns, you know, when those guys were healthy. And now take them all out of the, out of the lineup tonight. Um, I'm rolling with you, man. I, I take the Broncos into points in this game. Yeah, I think the smart money here is is the Broncos plus two, the Broncos on the money line, and I like the under 41. I know it's a low number, but, I mean, I could see this being a 17-21-3 or 21-10 game. Uh, Who's starting here. for the Browns tonight? Case Keenum. And, and you know, oh, Von, yeah. Von, Von Miller basically guaranteed a couple sacks this week. He knows uh, Keenum as he was the starter in Denver yeah. in, in 2018. I don't see um, – 
him being able to do anything with that depleted squad. And if Teddy protects the football, Denver should win the game. You know, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Uh, interesting matchup, Bob. The Rams are 15 point favorites at home against the Detroit Lions. The over under in this one is 50 and a half. Yeah, another game, man. I like the total in this one, and I like the over. Um, we all know how powerful the Rams' offense is, and I think the Lions have the ability to score too. And and Jared Goff's coming back to LA, who you know shipped him away. They got rid of him, so he's going to want to prove that he can still play football. So I don't, I don't, I don't think this game's going to be overly close in a final score type of thing. But I think there's going to be easily enough points scored to get over 50 and a half and even, I mean, beyond that, because we know the Rams are going to score. And I think that the Lions are capable of putting up somewhere near 20. So I think we're going to carry that over a number for sure. You remember the end of Braveheart uh, where William Wallace has been captured by the English and they're dicing him up in front of the crowd who's cheering on the slaughter initially, but then uh, turns to screaming mercy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what's going to happen in this one midway through the court through the third quarter. And because of that, we might see a sneaky mercy rule cover here by Goffs or the Lions. <laughs> and that, I mean, that's a big number in the NFL. I mean, 15 points. I mean, that's, that's a lot of points. Um, but and, 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 and as the head coach of, of, of the Rams, you know, I mean, the, you can't tell me he doesn't have a relationship with Goff and he and there isn't a part of him, even though we all know it's a business that doesn't feel bad for shipping him off to purgatory. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, for sure. Yeah. That was your guy for a couple of years and you just moved him. So um, there may be the mercy rule in play to where they won't embarrass the shit out of him coming <laughs> in his homecoming. All right, moving on. I got Houston as a 17 point and a half point dog at the Arizona Cardinals. The over under in this game is 47 and a half. We've got another familiar faces game uh, in this one. The Arizona Cardinals somehow got the Houston Texans two best players. Now, this this team was an AFC contender. The, the, Deshaun, the Deshaun Watson thing is just strange. Uh, you know, trading JJ Watt and DeAndre Hopkins makes absolute made absolutely no sense. This organization seems to be in shambles. What the fuck is going on with this franchise in Houston, Bob? I don't know, man. I wish I had an answer for you. But when you start shipping away guys like Hopkins and Watt, I mean, you're you got the wrong guys in place or there's something else going on that nobody wants to talk about or or, or nobody even had, can wrap their arms around. I mean, and then you lose your, you know, your starting quarterback doesn't want to be there. And then all the shit comes out where now he's not even playing and he's just hanging around. I mean, I, it's a, it's a bad deal. And that, you know, permeates through the organization and the roster and the guys, even though they're professionals, I mean, they're dealing with this shit every day. They don't want to get their ass kicked week in and week out. And they know that, you know, their former teammates, guys that they counted on guys that were, are, are held really good football players are now playing somewhere else and they got to go face them this weekend. And they're undefeated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a weird deal, man. I don't get it. I don't know what's going on down there. I mean, uh, how much, how much money did the, did the, did the Houston uh, owner get from the Arizona owner? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It makes it's, no it's sense. To me. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's, there's no answers down there right now. Yeah. This, this is a game that I'd probably stay away from. Uh, However, I think Arizona uh, might cover the over 47 and a half by themselves in this one. 
Yeah. For that for that reason, if I take it, I'm going to take the minus 17 and a half at home. All right, Monday night, we've got the Saints as a five-point favorite headed into Seattle. The over-under in this game is 42 and a half. Uh, any thoughts on this game, Bob? You know, I, I was pretty impressed with the Seahawks in the second half of their game this past weekend. And I think, you know, it's this will be the third game, if you will, of Geno Smith getting back into playing and used to playing. And I think he's a, he's a good enough quarterback where if you're going to give them – you know, five and a half points in Seattle at home. And I'm not sold on the Saints yet. So if I was if I was going to touch this game, I'd probably go with the, the, the Seahawks at home and take the points just because I think it's it's another week of Geno being prepared and ready to play. And they're going to be better than they were the last few weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I like the points, the five points at home a lot. I think that Winston is one of those bipolar QBs. You just don't know what you're going to get. Reminds me a bit of of Montez, who we had at CU. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking for a flop out of him this weekend against the twelfth man. And I agree with you. I think Geno Smith has shown some good stuff this year. Uh, so for that reason, yeah, I like the Seahawks this weekend. Get <clears throat> getting the points at home. All right, Bob, you're up on the Eagles getting three points in Las Vegas. The over-under in this game is 49 and a half. Yeah, this is the one where I'm going to go with the the spread on this one. I'm leaning. I like the Raiders right now giving up points in Vegas. Um, the Eagles have shown that they can compete. The only thing I don't like about what they do is they put so much on Jalen Hurts. I mean, they don't run the ball with anybody else. They expect him to do everything, and – and, and I just don't know if he's that guy. And I think it's going to come crashing down. And I like the way the Raiders reacted to the whole, all the crap they were dealing with with Gruden. And at home in Vegas, in that stadium, that crowd, that energy, um, I, I like the Raiders, even though they're giving up three and a half or whatever it is right now. I think, I think it's that. three. It was three, three yesterday, right yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's, the, that's the NFL game I'm going to go with, betting the spread, and I like the, the, uh, the favorite at home. I'm with you on this. I like the Raiders minus three, and I'm just going to go back to this. I think the NFL wants this team and that new stadium in the playoffs this season. Uh, and the Eagles, uh, you know, I like the way that Hurts plays. I think he's a winner. Uh, but, yeah, he, he can't shoulder that team by himself. No, not at all. All right, I'm going to close this out for our last game. I've got the Colts at the 49ers. The Colts are four-point dogs in this one. The over-under in this game is 44. So I think the big question in this game is, can the 49ers' defense shut down a healthy Colts offense uh, that has found something in these last two weeks? I like the way the Colts have gelled, and I think they will continue to get better this week with a lot of opportunities on offense as the 49ers are still looking – for a go-to guy on that side of the ball without George Kittle. Uh, Kittle's out again this week. Trey Lance and Trevor Williams, or Trent Williams, both missed practice uh, on Wednesday. You know, I love the way that Juszczyk plays, but when he's your biggest offensive threat, you got problems on offense. And when your young QB is missing practice and it looks like you might be going back to Jimmy G this week, it makes it real difficult for your offense to establish any kind of identity. Um, I like the Colts to cover here. I also think they win this game outright at plus 170. Any thoughts on this game, Bob? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, I think there's too many question marks in San Francisco right now, uh, you know, with the injuries they're dealing with. And 
uh, what you said about the Colts too. I mean, I think they're, they're finding themselves on offense and they got some, a lot of fire firepower on that side of the ball. So I'm, uh, I, if I was going to touch this one, I'd, I'd take the Colts and the points for sure. Yep. T Y Hilton also back in the mix. That's a huge, uh, it's yeah, a huge, absolutely. huge deal for them, giving them another weapon for, for the defense having to account for. All right. That's all the time we have today. Please give us a follow at armchair donkeys where you can get our plays in real time on our Instagram story. Please also subscribe to our YouTube channel for show updates. Thanks to all you donkeys out there for tuning in. Uh, We'll have the big guy next week and we'll see you then.